Welcome to Radial Spaces, Episode 3, Stasis. What you will hear is Thorvaldur Elgason reading his text, The Body as a House, The House as a Body, accompanied by Houses. They say that by age 25, your body begins deteriorating. From then on, we stop developing and begin slowly but surely disintegrating. However, the true pessimist would argue that the process starts much earlier. That as soon as we exit the womb, we begin our slow and steadfast descent into the grave. The process might vary for each and every one of us, but if there's one thing that we can be absolutely 100% sure of, it's that we will all, at some point, die. I don't consider myself a pessimist, more of a skeptical realist, but I do sometimes think about death, both the physical death of my body and the metaphysical death of myself. I recently turned 30, an age that our society often views as a sort of turning point for adulthood the final milestone where we shed our youth and are expected to fully embrace the capitalistic manifestations of adulthood. Employment coupled with procreation and indebtedness. Or in simpler terms, a job, a child, and a house. I have currently only checked one of those boxes, but I'm constantly reminded of the other two whenever I compare myself to my friends and co-workers.
30 is also the age where you begin to notice more frequently the shortcomings of your body. Or rather, you stop taking your body for granted. One drink, give or take, is no longer just a question that depends on your wallet, but a question that depends on your life the day after. Likewise, going to the gym or not is no longer a lifestyle issue, but an issue that determines how many years of physical therapy you will need later on. One thing that I've noticed more frequently in the past five years, apart from the increasing number of gray hairs in my beard, is how much more often I think about having a body. The inescapable feeling of being inside of this hulking vessel of flesh that is me. I might forget it from time to time, but there is no denying it. I am my body, and my body is me. This hasn't always been the case in our culture. The Christian dichotomy of the spirit and the flesh, and the Cartesian dualism of the mind and the body, are but two examples. We are our bodies, yet we also feel apart from them. We sit behind the wheel of a vehicle for which we have the controls, but not the manual. house can also serve as a useful metaphor. We might feel like we know the interior and exterior of our houses like the backs of our hands. But how many people fully comprehend the wiring and plumbing surrounding their living spaces or the architectural systems engineered to keep them together? Likewise, our houses are on a similar path towards deterioration as our bodies, albeit a much slower one, as is all matter in our universe. The second law of thermodynamics states that the sum total of entropy in the universe is constantly increasing. Things fall apart. The center cannot hold, Yeats wrote in 1919 but let's not get ahead of ourselves. For almost two years now, most of us have at some point been confined to our houses and apartments. We have done so voluntarily, although not by choice, in order to protect the greater good of our society. It's a strange feeling to be forced to stay inside your own home, prevented from leaving by an invisible threat. 
in quarantine, the line between comfort and discomfort becomes blurred. Premises can easily shift, coziness giving way to claustrophobia without warning. On such occasions, our homes become foreign to us. The creaks and cracks of wood that once sounded familiar become unnerving. The walls that used to envelop us turn repulsive. Our homes begin to feel haunted and sometimes this haunting even reaches our bodies. Joints creak, legs become restless, skin feels uncomfortable, like a sleeping bag that doesn't quite fit. For people who have fallen sick, this is of course much, much worse. Some report symptoms months after they have officially been discharged as cured. Loss of sensation, mind fog, and chronic fatigue. Ghosts of the virus linger, haunting our bodies. In a way, we inhabit our homes in the same manner that we inhabit our bodies. They belong to us, but not wholly. They are ours, but they are also ruled by forces and laws we do not understand. In 1951, the Icelandic poet Sigfustavason wrote, Men live in houses, houses live in men and houses and men do not cross paths. Sometimes the biggest question is not where we are going, but where we are. This was Radial Spaces for Radio and Camera. Thank you for listening.